Today I am joined by a very good friend of mine, Josh Tanyan. Josh is one of the owners of Exceed Fitness in Balancolic. He's had over 20 years experience in the health and fitness industry. During that time, he's learned valuable life lessons from coaching thousands of clients from various backgrounds. In this episode, he speaks about the importance of self-education, trusting your gut and pursuing your dreams, and also the truth and reality behind running a successful business in the health and fitness industry. I truly believe this episode will be beneficial to everyone listening, and I really hope you enjoy it. I think a lot of people, you know, look at you and see a very successful entrepreneur who, whose job involves helping people to improve their lives on a daily basis. But I don't think they understand that this version of you, your career, your mindset, your health, wasn't created overnight. There's a lot of years of slips and setbacks gone into this. So if you don't mind, will you take us back to the beginning? You know, Josh Tanyan at 18, 19 years of age, having just completed his leaving cert, you know, what's he doing and where's he headed? Um, well, I suppose t- to go back that far anyway, um, like I, at that age, you're, you're nearly too young to even realise what your passion is or, or what it is you want to achieve in life. Obviously, in your situation, you know, you, you're so focused and you're unique because, you know, you found your love and you're just absolutely going for it. Like, but definitely for me, like I had uh, tried a lot of different sports. I played around. I reached county level at a few things. I was um, just about to go to Thailand do, doing a bit of Thai boxing. Um, so I was playing around with a lot of things. And obviously I got a decent enough leaving search. But I suppose the main thing for me was I was failing at a lot of stuff. You know, but I was willing to learn from it at the same time. So I suppose my failures even through the sport, Thai boxing, like physically, I was always at the top, top level. And mentally, I was always at the top level for, you know, a a good period of time. But it was definitely, it was my downfall. But my downfall in sport has now become my, the reason why I'm being successful going down this route in the kind of entrepreneurial world. Um, And I suppose the only reason I've come to kind of realize that is because I've asked myself, I've asked myself the questions um, and looked into it and tried to understand where I went wrong and I've just learned from it and I've grown with it like you know so um, I am where I am today because I've just learned from my failures like so my failures in sports have become my successes in the business world yeah 100% I get you um, I suppose as you said at that time in your life it's very uncertain and it's very difficult to make a decision on what you want to do you know going forward but I suppose at that time you must have felt lost and in a way hopeless you know it's only natural to think to yourself what am I going to do how did mm. you get into the fitness industry um well I suppose it, oh, do you know what I was always in the fitness industry without realizing it because yeah um just you know yourself and cutting weight and you know like being a fighter you, you, it's not about just like looking like a fighter you have to perform like a fighter as well like so you have 100%. to make weight um you have to you know you're kind of taking charge obviously because you're you're an amateur well when i when i was an amateur you know you have, to, you have to take charge of your training camps your strength and conditioning you have to do all your own nutrition because you can't afford to pay a coach like so i was just learning so much and taking it all in like so 
as the weight cuts became easier because my knowledge got better, as I was getting stronger through training camps and everything got a little easier, um, I suppose uh, my teammates and sparring partners and stuff started seeing the same thing that I was doing. Like, So they were asking me for help. So I suppose from the age of 16 on, I was nearly coaching um, people in my club or my teammates and stuff like that. So I was helping them get stronger. I was helping them work with their nutrition. And then just started taking off from there. I realized it was something I was very good at, was just working one-to-one with people or, or guiding them down that route or coaching them or helping them get to the next level or even working on their mindset. Like, so, like, obviously, as you know yourself from speaking with you and stuff, um, I'm mad trying to get into the, the mindset side of things. But it's something, again, I've been doing the last couple of years. So um, it all started from literally doing it myself, helping others, and then it just became a career for me. Yeah, your mindset is something that truly fascinates me. You know, it's, in my opinion, one of the best that I'm familiar with. But to come back to the other topic, I think a lot of people are in that situation where, you know, they have something that they like and they're passionate about, but they just decide to get a reliable job with a decent wage, you know, and settle into that ordinary way of life. What made Mm. you trust your gut and follow your passion? Um, that's a good question. That's a very good question. You know, was there any um, moment where you that just clicks, or was it just a decision that you just made? Um, I suppose as I found, like in in terms of like getting qualified, you know, I got qualified yeah. as a personal trainer, and and you get all the little uh, bolt ons with it. You know, you get your group instruction and your bit of nutrition and stuff. So as I started getting into that and getting employed by someone I always felt like I was I was I was always just going to be unemployable you know what I mean so yeah. my, my, my time being employed by someone was always going to be very very limited like and I was always kind of aware of that like so me being employed by someone was just always about soaking up as much knowledge gaining an understanding of how the business and the industry works and then eventually replicating myself like and for some reason I'm not really quite sure why, but I've always had that kind of deep belief in me, even from a very young age. Like, I never really worried too much about my school results. I was always like, literally, I'm going to be fine regardless. Like, I'll talk my way into a job. I'll talk my way in and out of a situation, you know. So I always was very confident in my abilities um, in terms of negotiation, speaking, getting on with people. And then obviously when you combine that with having a passion for work, you know, it, it just takes off. So I think I was always going to go down the self-employment entrepreneurial route anyway without having, putting a title on it. Like, Yeah, so you kind of use those years, as you said, it's yourself, to soak up information and act as a sponge and just, you know, be willing to grow and self-educate in a way. 100%, yeah, big time. I'm a firm believer of, like, you have to... Um, in order to teach something, you have to have been there and done it to show someone else, you know. So, um, like, like even in the fitness industry and stuff nowadays, you get a lot of coaches that have, you know, are very, very highly educated, but not knowledgeable in, in the, the fact that they haven't done it themselves, you know. That and is something that I found with you. You won't recommend something or tell someone else to do it if you're not willing to do it yourself. You know, you try exactly. various diets and, you know, exercises and different forms and methods of doing different things, but you always do it yourself before recommending it to others. And that's something I think is 
very valuable and almost forgotten in the fitness industry these days. You know, it's all studies and, you know, this yeah. was proven, but they haven't done it themselves. That's something I have, I have found exactly. that you've done. Yeah, it's it's like, and do you know what? I've learned that from the from the, the the Thai boxing industry and all the horrific weight cuts that we went through, like you know, cutting yeah. eight kilos there in a week, you know, just cra- crazy stuff like that. You know, like there's there's a lot of things going on in your mind and your body and hormones, and there's a lot of things that on paper or from some 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 studies or surveys people are looking at and studying like that. You know, you just can't account for like and and. I'm a firm believer of if you haven't been there and you haven't done it yourself, it's a lot more difficult to teach it. Like, Yeah, and it also comes to, I suppose, the fact of trying it yourself because especially in boxing and Muay Thai and different sports, there's a sense of that's the way it was always done and that's the way you should do it. When in mm. fact, if you try it yourself and go against the grain, I suppose, you'll find that some things work better than others and some things should be improved on. This this is exactly it. This is exactly it. Well, Josh, you said it earlier about you always saw yourself opening you know, up your own business and not being employed by others. And I think a lot of people, you know, when they see you promoting the mindset of, you know, visualizing it and being positive that they think you just woke up one day and decided to open exceed but visualizing your success and you know the law of attraction all and all those things don't work unless you're willing to put in the work mm, you know you invested years into learning from other people we spoke about it earlier and building your base and foundation so mm. that exceed would i suppose succeed you know, how important is that, building that client base and learning from others in the fitness industry before opening up your own business? Because becoming, a, you know, an entrepreneur is almost a trend nowadays and people are doing it without putting in the work beforehand. Yeah, I, I do. Like, I suppose even looking online and stuff, like, you've kind of got, um, you've everybody, it's like you said there, it's become the new trend, entrepreneurship. Yeah. And people think it's, you know, something that like entrepreneurship is, you know, having no social life for a long period of time, not getting to, you know, be with your, your girlfriend or seeing your family or you're working weekends or you're doing 80, 90 plus hours a week. Like, you know, so it's nothing cool or trending about it when you're actually in it. Like, you know, so again, like I was saying there about, you know, having been there, having done that, like it's, it's, the shoe's different when it's on the other foot, like, yeah, you know, so, so it is, it's a lot more difficult when you're actually in it and you're doing it and, and you're invested in it. Like, but I suppose my mindset is like, it's just, it's, it's more of an obsession of mine. Like, you know, it's something that, um, it's just, I just love business. I love the, the grind. I love the struggle. I love the hustle of it. I love the challenges of it. Like every time I get up and I'm confronted with something that other people would look as a career ending move or, or a reason not to go to work, it's a reason why I get up 15 minutes earlier in the morning and have to like think a little harder or visualize a little more like, you know, in order to make it happen or overcome the little obstacles that get in our way in day to day life. Like, so for me, entrepreneurship has just been, it's like, it's like life. It's just like life just accelerated at you at a hundred miles an hour instead of at the pace you go normally day to day because you're just faced with so many different challenges and every day can be so different 
so like that's what that's what keeps me going and gets me going and gets me up in the morning like you know so it's it's very very enjoyable in a weird way like <laughs> if you get me yeah i get that i think one of the reasons you can do that is because you're driven by something you know far greater than money or fame or status you know mm. i i've seen personally the amount of hours you and you know leon and you're just your whole team have put in on a day-to-day basis six days a week you know could you give us an insight into from what time you wake up into the morning you know the, the, just the amount of work that mm. you must put in so like um every day um monday to friday i'm up at 10 to 6 so i just get up literally just let the dog outside get a quick coffee into me and i just check i go through my own personal emails first so i always just do that first and fresh um and then i'll make my way to work so i leave my house here maybe quarter past six and i'll be working with a client at half past six but work is only 30 seconds away like so i'm straight into clients most of the day um i just eat at the gym i get my breakfast up there i get my lunch up there i actually stay there for most of the day and um, i try and get back home lunch leave the dog out drop the dog to my mother's house which is only around the corner um back to work all day try and get a training session in i will work until maybe eight o'clock most evenings um and then i come yeah. home and I kind, of, I kind of do all the kind of creative stuff or again i'm getting back to whatsapps or i'm getting into coaching emails to, that i haven't caught up with during the day because my day literally goes from not to 100 very very fast and it's so changeable just because there's so many different things or situations or opportunities popping up which i have to kind of be ready to pounce on um so my days and weeks are very very changeable and my months so um most days i suppose i probably wouldn't go to sleep till maybe half 12 so i'm probably working off five and a half hours at best most nights yeah and i just you know, find it, it's something that like you know a lot of people say you need a little more but i do think that's how you speak to yourself as well in your own like it's, it's part of my mindset like you know every morning i get up whether i get a sleep in or you know i, I get a week off for christmas you're going to lie and you're, you're going to get out of bed at 11 o'clock and you, you're always going to have that voice in your head no matter what time saying i know just roll over hit the snooze button so for me when the alarm gets up at six or when it goes off 10 to six when i'm working it's just get out of bed attack the day like you know and i function on very little sleep but i'm just super productive and it. it's just working like so it's a hectic week and i kind of take sundays off but at the same time then you never know it gets a bit mad on sundays as well so yeah but uh, there are people who can function very highly off of you know fewer hours sleep and i i believe you're one of them because mm. you know i've seen you from as you said six in the morning and sometimes you're eating you know you're rushing a meal between clients it's it's hectic um hectic. you know especially during summer months in xc fitness yeah now, oh, nuts. you know a lot of people don't see that but i suppose speaking of xc fitness i've been lucky enough to be part of the team you know for almost three years now and i know that since i stepped foot inside of xc fitness I've always felt at home. You know, you have a fantastic team of very talented trainers who genuinely want to help and improve, you know, and encourage everyone who walks in through, you know, through their doors. Yeah. Does working working in that environment help the success of your business? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Me and Leon have a very uh, unusual style and approach to uh, 
even hiring people and employing people and working with people like so like the way we look at it like we're nearly working with our buddies we like them that much in the interview and we get on them so well and that's always the first um rule for us is like it's just literally what are they like energetically when they're sitting down talking to you in, an inter- in an interview like we're not looking at their cv we're looking at how they deal with us as people the respect that's there the level of understanding their knowledge their ability to change um like not change but like um how they would change uh with client to client because you know it's a diverse range of clients we have coming in the door and anywhere in the fitness industry so you need to be diverse and be able to change when it comes to person to person so that's always the first thing is like do they get on with other people are their people skills 100 percent? because and like you said you know making people feel at home is a massive part of fitness especially when they're training because it, people are so nervous about it and there's a massive intimidation factor. So one of the things we want to do with Exceed is make everybody feel at home no matter who comes in the door. It can be a friend. It can be a young athlete like yourself who's sponsored by us and working with us. It can be a client. Absolutely anybody. Everybody will feel at home. So I do think it's a very, very productive work environment. And I suppose like for me anyway, like I, I don't, I still only feel like personally in, in business and, for Leon as well, we're only at one percent really, like of where we want to be, like so. That just tells you where Exceed is at as well. At the same time, like so, um, all the hard work and, and the community and the, the vibe and the tribe we have right now is, I definitely feel is going to excel us to the the next level, like so. I'm very happy with it. There's good energy and it's very productive and it's a very positive environment. And I only think good things can grow from that. Yeah, you know, you you said it there. It's a recipe for success, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people. Big time. Big time. Um, it's the only way to go. Like, you know, like you are alike or you're like the, the five close people to you, like, you know, so yeah. make sure they're good and they have good values and good morals, like, you know. That brings me on to another thing that I wanted to ask you. You know, you're a big believer in distancing yourself from negativity. We see mm. it time and time again, you know, on your Instagram and your posts and your captions that removing toxic people from your life and narrowing your focus to things that truly matter to you, mm. you know, will improve your life. When did that start? Or was there a moment where you made the decision to, I suppose, distance yourself? I, I don't like saying cut off, but, you know, yeah, re- limiting the access that negative people have to you and what impact has that had? Um, you know what, I, I've actually, like, as I've looked back to my life and, you know, as you have conversations with loved ones and family members and stuff, like, my mom and stuff would often bring up people I used to hang around when I was younger, like, but I suppose the belief of, you know, you kind of, if, if you hang around with the, the lame, you develop a limp was always kind of beaten into me as yeah. a young fella, like, you know, so <laughs> my mom always kind of had that in my head. She was like, if you if you want to hang around with those fellas, like, down the field there, you know, drinking cans and stuff, like, how can you expect to be any different, like, you know? And that yeah. is the reality of it. Like, so for hopefully any young fellas that are out there, like if, if you are getting wrapped up in that, like that's that's where you're going and that's where you're going to stay. Like, you know what I mean? You can't expect to do great things if you're hanging around with people that don't want to do the same. Like, so from a young age, I was absolutely rootless, like rootless from a young age about cutting people off. Like, and you know, there's been a lot of people I've cut out of my life down through the years, just cut ties completely and never spoke again because it just they were I knew they weren't good or going to have a positive impact on me so I think it's something everybody needs to do and it is a step in the right direction like because as you know yourself James at your level even and what you're doing it's a lonely road like you're you're not 
at the point we're at where we're working really hard and you're trying to make it, that's the lonely part. Like, yeah, you know, pe- people will doubt you before it. They'll watch you while you're working, and then everybody will celebrate when you get there. Like, that's the way I look at it. And like from everyone else I see around the place. Yeah, you need you need to it, keep that circle small. You need to keep your circle small, yeah. and there has to be a lot of trust. Like you know, so um, it is. It's 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 a it is a lonely road. Like you know, you're not you're not going to have a massive group of people. Like, you know, I have a lot of associates, like, but I have a, as my mother used to say, to very me, few lo- friends, love many, trust few, always paddle your own canoe. And that's exactly what I've been doing. Like, so it's working. Yeah. See, a lot of young people ask me that question and they kind of feel that they can't, you know, cut off people. But I always approach it with the mindset of they grow with you or you will yeah, grow them. Exactly. And I think you share that same mindset. Hundred percent, exactly. Like it, there, there is an option. There, there's an opportunity to bring people along the way, which uh, if they're showing signs that they want to go down that road, like. But I've I've had a few guys as well that that have done that and been very successful with it. But yeah. there's a lot that you're kind of better off just cutting off. But like you said, everyone has a chance. Everyone has an opportunity. Like, and there's enough out there for everybody. Like, so if I had the choice, I know where I'd be going. I know where you'd be going. Like, yeah. Well, listen, Josh, that was um, that was a very insightful, I suppose, 20 minutes. Yeah. But um, before we end, I'd love to just ask you maybe two or three quick-fire questions, you know? Not a problem um, at all, my man. Fire away, fire away. You know, what is your favourite quote? Jeez, my favourite quote. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think there now. Um... I suppose, um, like I just said there a second ago, uh, love many, trust few, Oz, paddle your own canoe. And that's just something that my mother just said to me over and over and over and over again throughout the years. Like, even when I'm saying it there now, I can hear her voice saying it to me. Like, so that's definitely probably been the most impactful one because I suppose I'm, I'm still saying it and it's something I've kind of lived by. Like, so um, that's probably my favorite and most used one, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah, you spoke about your mother a few times, and I'm very fortunate to have a mother like I do. Mm, The people you have at your childhood and the ones close to you do have a massive impact on your life. So, you know, I think that's something to be said for, isn't it? Just passing passing the responsibility to others or the credit. Yeah, like, geez, I, like, I, I'm always very willing and, and open to, to credit people because I think yeah. you have to, like, you, you know, it's, you're establishing it, respect and, you know, there's a lot of ground rules go down there when, when you're willing to open up and, you know, share your successes and share your knowledge with people. You know, you, you believe in abundance, like, you know, and, and that's something I believe in massively. I believe there's a, enough of everything for everyone out there, like, you know, and um, that's why I'm so willing to teach people and so willing to let people shadow me and learn off me and, and me do the same for others, like, you know, so I think that's a massive part of where I hope to go and why I hope to get there, like, and why I think I'll get there. Yeah, understanding that your competition isn't other people, it's you against you, and it always will be. Exactly, exactly, well said. Okay, to wrap it up, one piece of advice you'd give to young people today? One piece of advice I give to young people, um, I think... I suppose for young people out there, like you kind of, um, I'd be, I'd be massive at pushing, um, self-education. So like, um, don't get me wrong. Like a formal education is absolutely excellent. Any form of education is brilliant, 
because um, obviously we've got the doctors and nurses and GPs yeah. and surgeons out there and they're absolutely essential. Well, everybody's essential. Like, um, But I definitely think there's a lot of young people out there are just wasting their ideas. They're wasting their dreams, their visions, because everybody has one. Like, you know, they say that the graveyard is the wealthiest place on earth because of the amount of ideas that die with people that they never spoke yeah. about. Like, so if you have a dream and a vision, yeah, people are going to laugh at you at the start. And people laughed at me when I said I wanted to do this fitness thing. And now people are asking for advice or saying, what am I going to do next? Like, so you have to understand, first off, if you have a passion, a dream or vision, you need to go and chase that and make that happen. You know, there'll be people around you who will support you and go with you or there won't. And you have to be willing to accept that because you only get one life. So you might as well make it happen on that road, you know, it's difficult, there's challenges, like you even asked me earlier on that I had to think back on about cutting people out of your life. Things like that have to be done. They're essential parts of this journey. You know what I mean? Look at any of the successful people out there. You've had the, the Michael Jordan documentary on Netflix, which I watched and I got really sucked into about his mindset and stuff. I mean, it's it's a rootless, lonely, dark road at times in the, in the entrepreneurial aspect of things. But you must understand it's only part of it, you know. So you, you have to understand with all the nice things that comes with being self-employed and working down that route of being financially free from in from what I've learned. You know, th- there's ups and downs and you have to understand that's part of life. And business throws that at you very, very fast. And when you're chasing your dreams and your passions, whether it is business or sport, life and challenges are going to come at you a lot quicker than they normally do in the kind of safer world you know where you're not sharing your dreams or your visions of people you know so when you do go down the route of following your passion and putting it out there to the world and trying to attract that into your life there's obstacles in the way very very difficult challenges but what will stand to you and what's character building stuff is finding ways to overcome and just push through and just persistently keep going like you know so follow your passion but understand you know what's coming your way and work through it and be willing to learn and be willing to listen and be willing to work hard and get there. Like, I don't think it could be said any better. And I really hope people take some of the information on board and apply it to their own lives because it will benefit them and it will make them better people. Big time. Big time. Josh Tanyan, it was an absolute pleasure. James, my man. You're Thank a you for coming on. I, I'm delighted to be on and delighted to be the first person on the show.